0: in and across Chicago and over the internet? You can make a generous recurring gift by going to our website, urbanvillagechurch.org give. And thanks for helping us with your ears, actions, and dollars to build up God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And now, here's the latest sermon. Uh, today's scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but he had no marital relationships with her until they had born a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: If you were here last time, you might remember how I opened my message. Do you remember that? All right, I love this silence. It's all about church, right? We we should be quiet and be behaving, but let's try. So, I'm gonna say God is good, then you can say all "All the time. time. All right, let's try it. God is good. All the time. All the time. We are also good. good. All right. (laughs) I think 10 of you remember that, but next time I hope more than that. And because This is very last Sunday at Edgewater this year. So I'll be here January 5th. So I'm going to check with you then. (laughs) So have you heard Gaudete Sunday? Are you familiar with this weird language? And today, which is the third Sunday of Advent, you can see the three candles alighting. And this is known as Gaudete Sunday. And especially those who have Roman Catholic our uh, background would be familiar with this gaudete, which means rejoice. In Latin, opening words from the entrance antiphon of the Mass. Its meaning and purpose are quite clear. As we are preparing for the arrival of Jesus, his first coming and second coming, it is appropriate to rejoice as we see the goal of this season, Christ is near. Here is my question today. Do you have this joy in you? Do you have this joy in you? I hope you keep this question in your mind during my message because I really want to hear your answer, yes, I have. All right? So did I share that I served a very small church in rural area? Do you remember that? Since the church didn't have a wonderful worship leader like Greg and Praise Team, why don't we give them a big hand? Thanks for doing that. And did you notice that the very last song was uh, composed and written by Greg, right? So he's a really great Mm -hmm. musician. So I had to select the hymns for Sunday every week at the church. And most of the time, there was no problem because I faithfully followed the United Methodist Worship Planner. Could you show us that that picture? Do you have that? All right. And this worship planner is just, just recommending the hymns to sing on Sunday based on the lectionary reading. What do you think? Isn't it fascinating? (laughs) On one Sunday, I had a visitor during the office hour. It was was pretty rare to have a visitor, which means I'm in trouble. (laughs) She was fairly upset and rushed to ask this question to me, who did pick the hymns for Sunday? You know what, well, one of the most useful class during the seminary was about the conflict management. So I asked her without answering her question, Oh, you look so upset. So sorry. What made you so upset? This is a tip. You don't need to respond right away. Give them a time and space. And she said, Pastor Chan. It was the third Sunday of the Advent. It's our tradition to sing joy to the Word" as a closing. It cannot be the Gaudete Sunday without this hymn. It took an hour to explain how I select the hymns based on the masses and scripture reading and why I chose other hymns instead of joy to the Word." It took an hour. It was the very first time to handle and manage the conflict with the congregation, but it was a good opportunity to invite her to the worship committee later. It worked well because I told her, Oh, we had this conversation. You are interested in selecting the hymn and planning the worship, so I invite you. Then she couldn't reject it. So... I'm pretty open to your email regarding any issues, <laughs> which means I'm going to invite you to join any kind of comedy. Half of kidding, but half of truth. And after the conversation, I felt sorry to for her because it seems I wasn't one who take her joy away. However, I wonder if she would be filled with joy. <laughs> When we sang joy to the word or not. Today we are going to see the verse of Jesus through the lens of Joseph and Mary, who were the parents of Jesus. Last time we, I saw how much you were rejoicing when you saw our children singing and dancing at the closing song. I'm waiting for that. That's another my favorite moment at Edgewater. Their parents, littlest to say, were filled with joy. Is it true? It might be a general response toward our children. However, Joseph and Mary couldn't be filled with joy. Rather, they were in fear due to Mary's pregnancy. That wasn't understandable and explicable. It could be our feeling when we face the problems that we don't know the way to solve it. Then fears swallows up our joy. However, they were able to bring back joy by kicking out the fear while their circumstance wasn't changed. Do you want to know this secret, how we can bring our joy back and kicking out the fear? Then just remember this word, Emmanuel, God is with us. It will change your joy, your fear to joy. Amen? So we can find the same story of Jesus' birth from the Gospel of Matthew and Luke. And there are some differences between these two narratives, but they empathize equally the virgin birth. And if you want to compare these two stories, please check Gospel of Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. And you can find more about Mary in the Gospel of Luke. And its main goal is to empathize the essential passivity of the human response to God's actions. So let us read a verse from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 38. Let's read together. One, two, three. All right. On the other hand, we can find about Joseph, who is a leading actor in human response, from today's passage. However, Joseph has been somewhat overlooked in our culture and tradition. Have you seen the artwork that Joseph was in the center of Nativity sins? Have you seen that? Always baby Jesus and Mary, right? Have you heard any Christmas carol that Joseph is the main character? Yeah, there's a Mary, did you know? But there's no Joseph, did you know? (laughs) Right? It's true, right? Even though there are not enough information about Joseph in the Bible, he was intentionally blurred for Mary's perpetual virginity and and divinity of Jesus. That's the reason why we couldn't find any kind of Christmas carol for uh, Joseph. However, he did finish an important job to raise the Son of God. He would be the one who taught and raised Jesus as a carpenter. And he protected and defended Jesus from the potential harms. So why don't we give more weight on Joseph today, only today? Even though each author of the gospel focuses on different characters in the story of Jesus' birth, we can find the main cause of conflict and fearful feeling in common, the engagement. The engagement is a problem. In general, it should be celebrated. And I just got an email this morning from Kelly, our, our, our member, Kelly and Megan, they're engaged, which, is, is, which should be celebrated. Is Kelly and Megan here? Not here today, but if you have a chance to say something to them, just celebrate their engagement. It should be celebrated, but today, in today's passage, they cause a problem and conflict. There were two parts to the the process of the marriage in Jewish tradition. The engagement usually took place when a goal was between 12 and 13, and by arrangement between the parents. And it was completed when the man took the woman to his home through a public ceremony. It's their tradition. As we can see from today's passage, Joseph and Mary are already legally considered as a husband and wife. So the unfaithfulness was considered adultery, and could be dissolved only by death or divorce. There was two possible options. In this circumstance, Mary would be in fear because she found her own pregnancy. There's no full description of Mary in today's passage. We don't know who Mary is and how she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. However, It isn't hard to imagine how fearful she was when she found her pregnancy. People would not believe her saying, but how? I've never slept with a man. People would keep saying, then you need to prove it. I only trust what I see. It would be the same attitude that Joseph had when he found Mary's pregnancy. Now there were two options for Joseph. He could proceed with a public trial to determine whether Mary had been seduced, raped, or had prostituted herself. It would prove Joseph's innocence in the pregnancy. The other option was to seek a private divorce that could be done with a minimum of two legal witnesses present. The only description of Joseph is that he was righteous, which means to live by the law. And he made a decision to divorce her quietly, and it was not the behavior expected of one who is Righteous. This couple should be filled with joy when they found Mary's pregnancy. However, this mysterious event that is not understandable and ex- explicable made them scared. Fear would be the emotion that they had from Mary's pregnancy, the verse of Jesus at first. The fear swallowed up their joy. We can see the same problem from our own life. What kind of fear interrupts your joy? One of them would be a fear of uncertainty. How many of you following the, the, uh, the presidential impeachment inquiry? Why? <laughs> can you find any joy from that? No. How about the facts of climate change? How many of you just turned off your TV screen to keep your joy? This would be my recommendation, turn off the TV screen and listen to some nice Christmas carol. How about fear of failure? How many of you are still students. All right. May God's grace be with you. <laughs> As we are approaching to the end of semester and the end of year, we may receive the result of our tests and work. Oh, did you hear that that sound? Uh, oh How do you define failure? As much as we pursue to be perfect, it will be hard to feel successful. So we may say, I will never be good enough to get that promotions. I'm not smart enough to get on that team. We cannot find any joy while we are saying this. In this holiday season, a fear of disconnection would be critical. It could be the same meaning as a fear of abandonment or rejection. We all have a strong need to belong. When a relationship ends, a friendship, divorce, or death of a loved one, we would be in fear. And this experience would cause another fear, the fear of intimacy. What happened If this person I rely on leaves us, leaves me. While we are struggling with these fears, there is no room for joy. Joseph and Mary could not find joy from Mary's pregnancy at first. Then how can we bring back our joy in us? Barbara Brown Taylor shared an important insight about it in her book, Learning to Walk in the Dark. I prepared the picture of that book. You can see it. Not this one. Yeah, that one. And by the way, our founding pastor, Christian Kuhn, uh, interviewed her recently on his podcast. So please check it out. I'm going to share the link on our Facebook page and my uh, personal Facebook page. So, and let me read a part of her writing. The only real difference between anxiety and excitement was my willingness to let go of fear. The only real difference between anxiety and excitement was my willingness to let go of fear. When Joseph and Mary were in fear, they had the same experience, visiting by the angel who brought the message and promise of God. In Luke chapter 1, the angel Gabriel visited Mary and delivered the message about God's plan. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He'll be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. This message solved her fear of uncertainty by confirming God's plan for her and her baby, Jesus. Then the angel of the Lord also appeared to Joseph in his dream. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This message solved his fear of failure as a righteous man by confirming mission of Jesus, that is a new thing that God is doing in Jesus. Joseph and Mary were able to let go of their fear by hearing the message of God, and this message is also valid to us. Even though we live in the life that is full of uncertainty, there is one certain promise of God for all of us. As God fulfills the promise of salvation through Jesus Christ, God never forgets God's people. You are God's beloved children, and you are part of this plan that God has been fulfilling through the ages. Amen? Amen? We may ask this question to God. Am I doing all right? Is this what you want me to do? Am I failing to leave as you plan for me? This fear of failure is also resolved by Jesus who is coming to the world. Not for judging ourselves, but for saving us from our sins, our failure. And if you are with Jesus and follow God's will, you are never failing. Then here is a most important promise from God. That will be cleaned our fear of disconnection. Let us read together this is from verse 23. All right, let's read together. One, two, three. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall make an amenable law which would be see God is with us. God was with you when you're alone, when you're in darkness, when you're in fear. God is with you even today while you are questioning, where are you? God will be with you now and forever. That's what we can see and confirm from the birth of Jesus. Now your fear has gone and it is time to see joy in you that has been in you always which was just hidden due to the fear in us. As we close today's message, I would like to introduce one song that I have listened to let go of my fear and bring back my joy. Have you heard the group, The Many? Yes. All right. Let me try one more time. <laughs> have you heard the group, The Many? Yes. I highly recommend this group and their songs. And this this is one of their songs. All right. Love this fear. How can we read it? Love greater than fear. Amen. You're really good at math. <laughs> Love greater than fear. We are going to listen to the part of it. And you can listen to the whole song from YouTube. But if you're able, you can support them by purchasing their CD, At their home page. So let us listen to the song Love Greater Than Fear.
0: I pray that you are there
1: You can try it. In Korea, we had a watch night service on New Year's Eve. My younger sister and I couldn't stay all night, so my parents left us in the nursery room till the end of service. Then I woke up in the middle of service at the nursery room where there was no light. It was a pretty traumatic experience for a seven-year-old boy. For a while, I couldn't sleep alone in the darkness at night. Almost every night, I called my mom in the midst of darkness and fear. She never failed to show up and patted me on the back until I fell asleep again. I have no idea how she was able to hear my voice and cry every night every night but I can only say that I could feel her love toward me and it kicked fear out her love kicked my fear out Emmanuel The promise, God is with us, is all about love. No matter who you are, God is with you. No matter where you are in your spirit journey, God is with you. Do not be afraid of anything, because Emmanuel, God is with you. This is the love that we can see through the verse of Jesus Through the lens of Joseph and Mary. Because love is greater than fear. We can find joy in us. Let me ask you this question one more time. Do you have joy in you? Yes. Amen. Amen. Because of the promise, promise of Emmanuel. We can be rejoicing all the time. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we are thankful for your promise. You will be with us all the time, which is fulfilled and confirmed through the coming of Jesus. While we are waiting for your coming again in anticipation, help us to share our joy and multiply it through our love and care for others. And spread this word, Emmanuel, to those who live without joy and hope.